This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Los Angeles, 2022. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then talk about it, but we ran out of episodes. So now we're breaking down all fantastic 24 episodes of The Golden Palace, which of course is a spinoff of The Golden Girls and is currently streaming in the United States on Hulu. Yes, and we just watched season one, episode 23, titled Sex, Lies, and Tortillas, which aired on May 7th, 1993, and is the one where it's spring break! Oh my God, take your top off! (laughs) Don't take your top off, please. Let's keep this family friendly. This is family friendly. No, it's chilly in our place because um, little Oreo has uh, sensitive skin when it comes to heat. Mm. So, So do I! You and Baby Oreo have a lot in common. We really do. I get hives when it's really, really hot. Right now, I have hives because it's so hot outside. So, of course, you know, RSC's on as well. But even when the AC's on for me, I still get the hives. Like, I have hives, like, on my neck and stuff because of the heat. You're so popular. I know. Someone's someone's calling me. Sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Hold on. Yeah, it's uh, that's a bummer. It, yeah, little Oreo uh, also will get rashes. So anyway, it is freezing in here, uh, which is why I will not be taking my top off because I'm usually <laughs> walking around. I'm usually walking around in a bathrobe or some kind of shawl and complaining about um, the electric bill. Oh yeah, it is elect. It's expensive right now. Electricity. Yeah. I'm I've every time I look at my electric bill because it's like every two months or something and I'm always shocked and and I always think like what are we doing that we're using that much electricity I'm like oh yeah the air conditioning that's definitely it yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's wild um it's wild spring spring break have you have you ever done like a a spring break excursion I have done a spring break excursion I've never done like a traditional one that like you remember in the 90s they had like MTV spring break gone wild or whatever it was like all those well you're thinking i think you're you're combining girls gone wild and mtv's spring break which i don't know i guess are kind of the same thing they kind of are they kind of are and they'd always have those shows where the kids would do stupid shit um anyway i never did any of that because that always just terrified me but i did go on i remember one year i went to um oh god somewhere in texas some beach in texas with my friend Blythe, who i love to death and and uh it was sort of like our spring break. And then another year we went on spring break to Montreal. Why? 
because usually people go to warm places in spring break. No, we went to a cold Montreal. I don't know why we did that, but it was a lovely vacation. We stayed in the hotel most of the time. That, I mean, you went somewhere during spring break. I think that yeah. is, I mean, that's really the, 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 you checked all the boxes, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. did you? No. You never did. No. I, because what did you I do worked. during your spring? Oh, I you always, worked. Yeah. I worked. I waited tables. So I probably picked up extra shifts. Mm. Um, I also went to school during the summer. I was, I was very dedicated to school. Um, yeah, I I did nothing. I yeah. worked. I I was very boring. Wow. Um, do yeah. You, do you know what the title of this episode is based on? Sex Lies in Videotape. Yeah, the fantastic film that that's that uh, or sort of revived, I should say, the career of Andy McDowell because Andy McDowell had been a model, you know, beforehand. The actress Andy McDowell had been a model, and then she was in a film called Grace. Stroke or Greystoke, the legend of Tarzan or something. And they reach her accent was so bad in the movie. Her English accent was so bad in the movie that she was redubbed by Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Which yes. I mean, if 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 anyone's ever gonna redub your 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 dialogue of it has to be Glenn Close. So she was kind of like the laughing stock of Hollywood in a lot of ways. And then this film came back and it was a huge indie hit, and she became what she became, and then she went on to do you know, four weddings and a funeral and a bunch of other movies and became really big. Multiplicity. I knew. How did I know you were going to bring up? Day. How did I knew you were going to bring up multiplicity like that? Because I feel like anytime I, I feel like we have talked about Annie McDowell before on this podcast. I feel like I have brought up her in multiplicity and how she always used to say, oh, Doug. And I feel like I've also said before on this podcast that I to this day very much would love for the alarm clock on my phone to be Andy McDowell gently nudging me awake by saying, Roz and Sean, Carrie, it's time to get up. <laughs> I once saw her in, in our old neighborhood. I once saw her outside of a taco place and I was just sort of like, oh, wow, she's pretty. She's very pretty. Oh, she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. absolutely gorgeous. And Groundhog her Day daughter, is what a, Oh, her daughter's a big actress now, too. Yes. So her daughter was starred in the television show Made on mm -hmm. Netflix, um, which was a beautiful show, sad show, kind of hard to watch at times. And Andy McDowell played her mother in the yeah. show. Yeah. And oh, my gosh, did Andy McDowell. She shined. She shined. She's a great actress. I loved her in Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is one of my favorite movies. It's, she's fantastic. Yeah. How did we get to the topic? We went from spring break to, oh, because sex lies in yeah, videotapes. I was like, where does, let me follow the breadcrumbs here. Yeah. This episode is act, like, I feel like now, now I've been saying this, I think every episode, but now you can finally feel that they have realized this is ending. This ship is coming into port and they are just like, who gives a fuck? Let's just throw it all at the wall. <laughs> This this episode was a forty three foot burrito for the writers. I think. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we have. I have so many clips for us to pull. I've oh, got God. a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's let's take a quick break and then we're gonna get right into it. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So spring break, right? The thing I love about um, the first scene, the way this episode opens is that we're getting everybody's POVs on spring break and their own personal experiences like Roland hates spring break. Yeah. Hates it. Too much partying. Toga's drunk people trashing the hotel. Like I get it. And Roland's like this year, nobody's sneaking anything past me. So like, that's his whole thing. Yeah. Blanche is pumped for spring break. I mean, sexually, she is excited. I, I related to Blanche so much in this episode. It was, I, I feel like if we're going to make an argument, well, let me ask you something. Yeah. So do you agree that Blanche was um, into these guys, these college aged guys, right? Like I think- she talks about how she was going to be basically their massage therapist. <laughs> I don't think I don't think she was necessarily into them, but I think she was into this. What I love about Blanche, especially in this episode, is that she's just into the spirit of the moment. You know what I mean? She's just like, this could be an opportunity for a good time. I'm not going to pass a good time. And I'm going to lean into being whatever role I'm supposed to play within this good time, because that means then I'm going to have a good time. And so she maybe... Didn't even care if she was into any of the guys. She just loved the idea of being around all these young kids being weird and sexual and horny and stupid and whatever. And she's just like, and I'm just along for the ride. You know, it's just it's just mm-hmm. it makes me so happy. And I love Blanche in this episode for that reason. She I loved her attitude in this episode. Would you do you think that if um, one of the guys that she goes up in the elevator with, which, by the way, there's a really funny uh, joke where she was getting into the elevator with them and uh, there were a bunch of kid guys crowding into the elevator and Roland goes, Hey, no more than five guys at a time. And Sophia goes, that goes for the elevator too. Cause Blanche <laughs> was in there with them. Um, do you think that if Blanche kind of got caught up in a moment um, that she would have hooked up with one of those guys? Oh, 1000%. Yes. Without a doubt. I would put every penny that I have in the bank on that. Yes. Great. I'm so glad that we then both agree that she wanted to sleep with George Clooney in <laughs> To Catch a Neighbor. No, because this is different. Because this is Blanche different. clearly. No, this clearly is different. Blanche George Clooney will, will be no. into a no, young no, 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 no. George Clooney A was not college age, and B he was close to it, but he was not. And B 
her intent in that episode was not the life of the party, let's have a fun, horny time. It was motherly. She was maternal, and I stand by that to this day. And just so you know, I am setting up an interview with George Clooney for a project. I'm not going to say what yet. And I will, I'm going to ask him this question. Wow. Are you really? I am really. That's very (laughs) exciting. Um, You have to ask him this question. Oh, don't worry. We have to get to the bottom of it once and for all. Does he think Blanche was trying to hook up? I will. That is that will be a question that I 1000% ask. I also want to say that this is probably the first episode where I do think, you know how we've always said that Blanche is a horrible businesswoman and she's bad for the hotel and she does a lot of bad things for the hotel. This is the one episode where I think Blanche is actually smarter than Roland because having these kids come for spring break is probably good for business because you know they're going to be not caring about how much they spend on the hotel room service. They're just going to be using their parents' credit card and just like buying all kinds of stuff. This is a money maker for the hotel. So Blanche is on to something. Yes, make these kids happy. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm so glad that you agree with me that Blanche. I do not. For the Moving record, <laughs> I'm standing firm in my decision. New newer listeners are going to be like, "What are they talking about?" <laughs> um, everybody, go back and listen to to catch a murderer. We should do. And a, I apologize for the audio quality. We should do a special episode just on us rehashing that fight. Yeah. Um, Sophia. Okay. So talking about everybody's points of views about uh, spring break, Sophia has her own thoughts about these college kids. And it's actually a really funny uh, clip uh, moment for Estelle Getty. So we should play it. When kids look at people my age, they have certain expectations. Mm -hmm. And you feel an obligation to be mature and wise, don't you? No, mean. Mean is sin. (laughs) Old people scare the hell out of them. (laughs) Hey, you, no running indoors. What a rush. I love that her whole thing is just like, I'm going to be mean. I'm going to be a mean old lady. I'm going to scare the shit out of these kids. I love that, too, because Sophia is doing the exact same thing that I think Blanche is doing in the situation. Sophia is self-aware. She knows her place. She's not going to be Miss Nicey Nice. She's not going to try to sleep with one of the kids. No, she's going to terrify them. And that is a good, I think, position for her to be in. Yeah, I like it when Sophia's attitude is that she's going to try to scare someone. I don't like it when she takes advantage of Rose, but I do like it when she tries to scare people. I agree. Um, Sorry, you might hear little Oreo. She's crying. It's okay. She sometimes wakes herself up. I think she has nightmares. I don't know. Okay, so meanwhile, um, one of the college kids, they don't, only a couple of college kids actually have uh, speaking uh, roles in this episode, Um, but the main uh, spring breaker is a kid named Benson. Um, and he is checking in with Roland at the front desk and he's got a giant trunk with him. And, uh, Roland thinks he's trying to like sneak in a friend in the trunk. So he asks him to open it. And of course, when he opens it, a bunch of kids like sneak in behind him. Um, I always assumed that you just like, when you book a hotel, you pay by the room, right? So well, I think you, I mean, you still have to say in your booking how many people are in your reservation. I don't think that changes necessarily the price of the room, but I think you have to like disclose how many people you have in your room. Right. But I guess like if someone, so let's just say somebody walks through the front door 
and they take the elevator and they go up to that room and they stay there. Nobody really knows how many people are staying in a room. Right? Yeah, I remember when I was a kid and like I would get hotel. I, I mean, I wouldn't get hotel rooms, but I would be on like a trip with someone. And I'd get a hotel room or like, you know what I mean? Like school trips or whatever. And uh, I would sneak someone into the hotel room. I remember being so terrified that I'd be found out by like the hotel lobby people and stuff. They don't care. They don't. No one. Ca- no one cares. But like, yeah. How do you track that stuff? But I, don't know. I was more concerned by this kid thinking that this man can just, you know, ask him to open his his suitcase and that and that he does it. I would. Oh yeah, that's I would, right. I would never do that if someone asked me to open my bag at a hotel and show them what I'm bringing to the hotel. I'd be like, no. That's totally true. I yeah. didn't even think about that. Yeah. I'd be like, no. These are my private no. things, and watch my. my- pri- my private For things are like things. gummy bears and like underwear. Like that's not there's nothing shocking in my suitcase. <laughs> no, but they don't need to know what you yeah. have in there. Exactly. Um. So yeah. So that's what's going on there. Chewy. Chewy's whole thing is that he didn't go to college, and I really liked his line that he had. He goes back in the '60s. The government had this program for minorities who couldn't afford to go to college. Oh, what was it called again? Oh yeah, Vietnam. Yeah. Um. That but was, uh, I mean, dark, <laughs> dark, but good. Very dark, very dark, um, but good. Um, uh, But he said that before he shipped out, though, he and his friends had their own spring break where they built a 40-foot burrito that was almost a world record, but they ate it before the Guinness people got there because they were wasted. Yeah. Um, I was actually part of a Guinness world record once. (gasps) Were you? What was it? Um, So uh, uh, back in like 2016, 18 27 2017 maybe 2016 i don't know i did um uh, i hosted a show a live show down at south by southwest for mashable i don't know if mashable is around anymore maybe um but they wanted to break a guinness record so they had the guy who created a really popular app where you reserve tables resi maybe or something Mm. or one that's like resi anyway uh they had him there and we were there to see if we could break the world record, I think it was for stacking a pile of tortillas in a certain amount of time. Uh, anyway, we we broke the world record. I don't think I was actually yeah. touching the tortillas. No, I wasn't. I was just there doing like the live commentary. And I remember it took a lot longer. So I had to just keep being like, when he's putting another one on, how many is this now? I can't really tell. Is it leaning? It was like really hard to keep up with I the think, live commentary. I think the internet made the guinness book of world records stupid why because i feel like i feel like i don't know maybe i don't i never really followed a lot of it but i feel like a lot of it back in the day was like the tallest woman in the world the tallest man in the world the oldest person in the world like all these like rational records that would be interesting to know people broke you know what i mean that were like normal things but like stacking tortillas like i okay i mean yes people stack tortillas but but a rational person would never stack them so high that it would they would then become a, t- a falling tower of tortillas. And thus, that is a created record that no one in the world would ever really actually do nor care about doing. And it then just is just for being in the Guinness Book of World Records, which I I don't find that as interesting. I'm with you in that when when they open it up to like, oh, if you can think of a thing where it's like, oh, the most amount of people standing in an ocean 
you know, singing a Whitney Houston song, when yeah, you start to get like really specific, yeah, no. it's like, oh, big deal. I could do that with like 10 people and be like, Guinness. But if you I make something you. out of butter, that's actually interesting. Then I want oh. that. I want I want to know what that is, because that's interesting to me, because that's something that is like creative or whatever. But there but and you can just even though that is also stupid, like creating something out of butter, it still shows like a creative outlet that someone is doing whereas like having someone stack tortillas that's not creative that's literally the only intent is to break a record and that to me is not interesting then i am with you if you grow the world's biggest pumpkin yes i want to see that i want to see that in a book i want to see that and i want to see your you standing next to that pumpkin smiling with your little record because that makes me happy Yeah. yeah yeah so Anyway, a really long burrito sounds pretty good, but that does um, actually sound pretty creative. Sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Meanwhile, there's a lot going on in this episode. Rose's granddaughter Charlene is in yeah. town. Um, Charlene is played uh, by an actor named Brooke Thies, who I don't know about you. I know her from the TV show Just the Ten of Us. I don't know that TV show. It was a fun TV show that was on. It might have been on the TGIF lineup at some point. Don't quote me on that, even though I just said it. Um, but it was a show where it was like um, a guy who his I think his name was Coach Lubbock in the show. And he was like a basketball coach. And he had uh, eight daughters, him and his mm, wife. Wow. Um, yeah. And it was called Just the Ten of Us. And I don't know. I remember it being pretty fun. Um, so Charlene is in town. Uh, she brought Rose a copy of the St. Olaf newspaper and Rose has a really funny line where she's like, it's so nice to see comics on the front page where they belong. (laughs) Did we find Um, out, I don't know if they said it, but whose child, whose daughter is she of? I don't know that they said. I don't think they did either. I was thinking, and I was like, why didn't they just name, why didn't they just bring Charlie? Yeah. Well, it's weird because it's Charlene. Yeah. So, which like, is like, she has Charlie. a granddaughter named Charlie and Charlene. Um, and Charlene was on Designing Women. Thank you. And Charlene was also the name that the woman who played, um, uh, why can't I think of the actor's name? Um, you know, from Mrs. Doubtfire earlier in this season, she kept she kept calling Rose Charlene. Mrs. Oh. Zellner from Mrs. Yes. Fire. Yes, 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 yes. I forget the actress's name now, too, but yes. She played right. Bonnie on the episode of The Golden Girls. Anyway, yeah. I'm so sorry I'm forgetting her name. I'm very tired. I've been up since 5 o'clock. Mm. I always say that. I use my baby Oreo as an excuse, but it's she okay. wakes me up very early, and okay. we had a long day. Um, anyway, so Rose has all sorts of stuff planned, um, but Charlene brought her boyfriend, and Rick. And she's got one thing planned, and it is to have some sex. I, yeah, we're going to, there's a clip here that we're going to play from Rose, because it was, it's Actually, good. Grandma, we thought we'd go jet skiing this afternoon. Oh, that sounds exciting. Yeah, and tonight we thought we'd, you know, check out some of the clubs. It sounds like fun. And we thought Rick and I could share a room. Sounds like a cold day in hell. <laughs> Um, oh God, her delivery sounds like a cold day in hell. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love, I mean, it was so funny as I was watching it, Michael was watching it with me and he was like, why would you ask your grandma about sex? Yeah. It, it's weird because like, if you're, if you're really close, like if you're really close family and you're, you know, I don't know, you're, you're kind of like 
you talk about everything with, you know, with your mom and your grandma, whatever, if your grandma raised you, I don't know. Like I can sort of see that happening, but she doesn't live. They don't live in the same city. I, I don't know, unless they have like long phone calls or whatever. I mean, you could also just assume that maybe Rose is the only like supportive maternal figure she has in her life, maybe a distant maternal figure. Sure. They don't live in the same city, but yeah. like, it just feels, it feels a little weird to me. That's just like, like it would be funnier if maybe she came and she asked, and she eventually does of course, but ask Blanche about sex. Like mm-hmm. that makes more sense. But Rose, I don't know. And Rose could get angry about her coming to Blanche for sex. And then, and then Rose gets angry at Blanche for giving her bad advice about sex. Like that, is a funny storyline to me. Well, they did it in yeah. this episode. Yeah. Eventually, they yeah. got there. Well, kind of, but um, there was no payout for it. Really, it wasn't. It wasn't the story. Well, I, I'm going to get to that later. Yeah. The, the people in, who listen to this podcast who don't like it when I put my writer cap on are not going <laughs> to like what I have to say a little bit later. Um, meanwhile, Roland, he's still on his quest to track down all there of the sneaky- three different stories happening in this episode. By the way. Yeah, it's a busy episode. Um, So uh, Benson comes into the lobby wearing a trench coat. And again, you're right that Roland is like really crossing a line by being like, open your trench coat. Who would do that? I would never. I would be mortified. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, he clearly knows the kid's sneaking something in. So he opens a trench coat and and he pulls out one beer and Roland's kind of like, gotcha. And he's like, yeah, man, you got me. I don't know what I was thinking. Now, meanwhile, of course, like, yeah, the whole, this whole episode is like Roland thinking he's got these kids and they're always doing stuff behind his back. So while he's like having a talk with Benson, a bunch of kids, you know running through the front door and race up the stairs which with they've got kegs which i wasn't a big partier in high school or college but like i'm pretty sure one person can't just like pick up a full keg like a basketball and just like run it up the stairs i mean unless it's empty unless it's empty but then why would you be bringing that keg upstairs no it's yeah you need a dolly you gotta yeah you gotta roll that into the elevator my friend yeah um so uh so chewy now that he has Chewy has been talking about this burrito in spring break. He has reignited his excitement and he's trying to talk Blanche into letting him build yeah. like a 43 foot burrito inside the hotel. And Blanche is like not into it, which honestly, you're right. That's a good business decision, Blanche. You shouldn't yeah. let him do this. And he goes, um, he goes, come on, doesn't the idea of a 43 foot burrito excite you? And the look on her face yeah. is like, well. And it's so good. And it's so long, this look of, oh, well. Mm-hmm. And then finally she goes, oh, I must be getting jaded. No. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, do you like burritos? I I do like burritos. I I like a burrito. I do enjoy a burrito. Um, it's not what I often order when I go to Chipotle, which is uh, sort of funny. Um, but I find that like, like Chipotle burritos look like little fetuses to me. They look like small babies. They're so fat and like big that it's almost like jarring how 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 baby like they look to me. Uh, and then of course you eat the baby, which is like it's just not appetizing. And this one, this the idea of a forty three foot burrito, 
The cheese looks amazing. The cheese on it looks oh, amazing. Oh, the cheese. I have so many compliments to pay to this set deck and props department for this episode. The scene where they're all, they're making the burritos and there's stacks of cheddar cheese, like shredded cheddar cheese everywhere. Yeah. Like hats off to all of you who did that hard work. Um, let me ask you, have you tried a Kogi burrito I don't, from, the, from Kogi? I don't know what Kogi is. Okay. We'll talk about this offline. Okay. You should try a Kogi burrito. I mean, I, I like love, their, I will I say, I love a burrito. I tend to love a more traditional burrito. You know what I mean? Like from like a taco truck type situation. Like I love, I love that. Mm-hmm. And I love the sour cream on it. Oh, so good. Well, Kogi started off as a truck and now it's a brick and mortar. Okay. We'll talk offline. This okay. is just for the locals, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, um, so meanwhile, Charlene wants to confide uh, in Rose about something because Rose is so easy to talk to. She never judges. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's like, look, you know, she, she Rose kind of shut her down before, but she really wants to talk about it. And she's like, you know, Rick and I have been dating for a year. I really like him. I'm thinking about having sex with him. And he's cute. And He's cute. Yeah, he's cute. And then but Rose, I love it. Rose goes, Charlene. Remember that song I always used to sing to you to help you decide how to do the right thing? And she's like, yeah. And Rose goes, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. And she's she's going like, be good for goodness sake, for goodness sake. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. Um, But Charlene, like, she really needs some advice. Yeah. Um, So Rose is like, okay, uh, well, back in St. Olaf. Whenever girls would have those kinds of thoughts, the clergy would have them pave a dirt road. And she's like, I don't remember there being a dirt road in St. Olaf. She's like, well, now you know it is the Minneapolis Turnpike. Um, (laughs) I guess, like, my whole thing is, like, I understand it's uncomfortable for Rose to talk about. But, like, is it really that big of a deal? Like, I understand it's her granddaughter, but she's college age she's an and adult. she's been she's dating a, this guy for a year yeah she's at mean? least 18 i mean probably 20 and well no yeah she's in college she's dating him for a year she's at least 19 i guess and i mean i lost my virginity much earlier than that like it's but that's a normal Same. age that's a normal age for someone to lose their virginity in a van she's been presumably monogamous with this person for a year like she is she is being good yeah, she's being very good for goodness sake. For goodness sake. Yep. Um, meanwhile, Roland, oh, sweet Roland, his undercover sting operation to try to catch the kids. It's just so I almost don't like seeing Roland like this, to be honest. It's I don't know if I like Roland as slapstick, but maybe I don't know. I don't know. I liked it because it was dorky. My favorite Roland in this whole season was when they saw the dead body and yeah. Roland was like queasy and couldn't handle the dead body. It, that made me laugh so hard. I think we I all like know this, what like, my favorite Roland from I, this season is. Yeah. We remember the, the, the spoken word over the beautiful music. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's dressed in like a sweatshirt and jeans and he's like yeah. approaching the kids all cool. Like, like, what are you guys going to steal when you leave? And the kids are like, none of this ugly stuff. And he's like, it's not ugly. <laughs> like, they're <laughs> insulting the decor of the hotel. 
Um, but they're, I mean, they're totally on to him. They're yeah. like, okay, cool cop. Like they know, they know what's up. Um, so, and then this is where you're right. Blanche is making good business decisions. Like Roland's like, Blanche, these kids got to go. They're going to wreck the place. Blanche is like, no, we need their money. Which is true. Uh, which is totally true. But then suddenly the lights flicker because a storm has quickly rolled in <sighs> and the kids are thinking about leaving yeah. and they're like uh, freaking out. And Blanche is like, okay, there's gotta be something that we can do indoors. Uh, so they decide to, they're going to make a 43 foot burrito. And, and see that's now the, this yeah. is where, this is where if the Guinness book of records had like, you know, you beat the record for the, that story of making it, would make then the 43-foot burrito interesting and creative to me. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, a bunch of kids were 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 stranded in a hotel and they wanted they came up with something to kill time doing. Yeah, okay. And then the and, and somehow in the process they broke a record. That's an interesting Guinness Book of World Record story for me. Yeah, that's a fun story. Yeah. Um, so they basically they just put all of these college kids to work, like yeah. doing labor. They're but like they're loving boxes. it. Yeah, they look like they're having an okay time. They got I so guess- many kids. They got so many actors to 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 be these spring break kids. I mean, yeah, it looked like there at were least a lot of extras. 15 or 20. Yeah, there were a lot of extras. Um uh what's interesting is I'm like I thought that even if these kids leave, they've already paid for the room, right? Like yeah. that's how that works with the hotel. If you like change your mind and you're like I'm going to leave early. But you're probably you're probably making more money off of like the food they buy and like yeah, the other thing. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. Yeah, you're right. I bet like because they have a pool. I bet if they're like yeah. renting stuff for the pool. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Um, so meanwhile, Rose is looking for Charlene to talk to her. Um, and Blanche is like, oh, well, actually, Charlene came to me for advice. Mm-hmm. And um, hey, and this is oh, what this Blanche that, said. This six. <laughs> you didn't. Charlene needed guidance and you wouldn't give it, so I gave her a little advice. I told her to approach her budding sexuality the same way I did. (laughs) Blanche, you're crazy if you think I'm going to let Charlene paint a bullseye on any part of her body. So then Rose, I can't believe that Rose does this. She goes to Charlene's room and she opens the door with her master key. Insane. That is a bad business decision. That is, I mean, she's like Roland being like, open your coat, open your luggage. Like, I mean, that's come a bad, on, everybody. That's a bad decision in general. Like for any, if, 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 if someone, if an adult child or an older child has their door closed, you knock on it. You give them some respect. She's an adult. And yeah. so as a grandmother and as a, as a manager of a hotel, bad decisions rose. Yeah. So also uh, they could be having sex. Well, that's what Blanche or that's what Rose thinks. She walks in and she goes, oh, no, I'm too late. And they're like very clearly putting on snorkeling gear. Yeah. But I love that Rose's mind goes to that. They're doing something like incredibly like dirty and sexual or kinky. Like, because, you know, like that's what Rose would do. Yeah. Um, And it's so great. And Charlene's like, no, grandma, you've got it all wrong. We're just getting ready for our snorkeling lesson. Look at his equipment. And Rose is like, I will not. I thought that was funny. (laughs) I did too. 
Um, her boyfriend's like, yeah, I'll be downstairs. And he leaves. And I was like, you know, there's a really bad storm going on. It feels like it's a bad idea to snorkel, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, so Charlene is of course embarrassed by all of this. And Rose is like, you know, all I wanted to do was spend some time with you. Mm -hmm. And Charlene was like, all you wanted to do was spend some time with you know, a little girl who's not here anymore. And if you can't see me for who I am, then I can't stay here. And then Charlene storms out. And after she's gone, Rose says, I'm just trying to protect your reputation. Mm -hmm. This is where I'm going to put my TV writer hat on for a second. Okay. Um, There are two different issues that are happening here. And the story is getting a little lost in it. So, it starts out like this story is going to be about Rose wanting to spend time with her granddaughter. And every time she tries to hang out, the granddaughter wants to do stuff with her boyfriend. That's kind of how they've set this up. Yeah. You know, but like this is this is an episode where Rose is struggling to accept that her granddaughter is getting older and her granddaughter maybe has to realize that even though she's getting older and maybe it's not cool to hang out with grandma, her grandma's a pretty cool lady. Mm-hmm. So like that's sort of one story that they're kind of trying to tell. The other is more like the Blanche Lucy story from the Golden Girls, yeah. where Rose is trying to prevent her granddaughter from, you know, quote, having a reputation or maybe not valuing her self-worth. But again, like this is a college-age girl who's been with her boyfriend for a year. So I don't know why Rose has an issue. So the story just got a little confusing because it's like, is Rose upset that her granddaughter doesn't want to spend time with her? Or is Rose upset that her granddaughter's gonna her think, adult college-age granddaughter is gonna sleep with her boyfriend and have a no. reputation. Like I don't what? think I don't think Rose is upset that she's not spending time with her. I think Rose I think yes, I get it is murky how they got to this point, but fundamentally it is exactly what Charlene says in that, you know, Rose is is can't accept that this girl is grown up and is making grown up decisions. And instead of meeting her where she's at right now in her life and this phase in her life she is trying to treat this girl like the child that she probably last saw because they clearly don't see each other that often. (laughs) And it's, and I think that fundamentally is the story. It just is a murky way of, they they had a murky way of setting it up. Well, because then later after her and Charlene make up, Charlene's like, uh yeah we're gonna go you know we're gonna go see some sites and rose is like well you and rick have fun she was like no grandma i meant you and me and yeah. Rose was like oh and i'm like okay so is the issue that you just want to spend well, time with her but no because even that moment i think is is her having because they because it was set up by being like when I was a kid and we used to play toys or whatever, and then she was then the then Charlene was like, I watched you play t- with toys. And it is sort of it is sort of indicative of like her saying that she wants her to take her out to a movie and go out and see the sights and stuff, is sort of being like, Let's do the things that we used to do when we were when you were a little girl, where we where I would take you on the town and I would take you to a movie and we would play and whatever. And that I don't I don't think that's too I wasn't that wasn't lost on me. Okay. I thought it was a little muddy. <laughs> But it's um, muddy. It's muddy. I this whole episode is very muddy, I will say. It's because of the storm. Yeah, it's because of the storm. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, in the kitchen, uh Chewy is making college kids do free labor as he makes the filling to his <laughs> burrito. Like we said, props, set deck, like everything looked amazing. Like everything looked amazing. Yeah. Um 
Chewie thinks that this is his shot at immortality. Like, I get it. Like, it's cool, mm-hmm. again, to be like, to make a Guinness record. Um, so Rose comes in to the kitchen and she can't find Charlene. She's pissed at Blanche. Mm-hmm. She's been blaming Blanche for this whole thing, which honestly, it feels like something Blanche would do, but yeah. Rose is doing it. And Sophia brings up a good point. She's like, come on, Rose. Like, this must have happened with your own kids. What's the big deal? And Rose is like, well, things were different back then. Like, mm-hmm. nobody would consider having sex in the same building as a as a parent. You know, yeah. like, we did it in cars. Um, <laughs> cars were big. <laughs> yeah, car, that's right. Cars were big. That's a really funny line. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's literally, like, when I was a teenager, like, saying nobody would have sex in the same building as like their parents. Like, I don't know. I don't know about you or about our listeners, but like the, that was the only place to do it when I was a teenager. You oh, just yeah. like wait for the parents to go to bed. Cause you're yeah. in the basement, not yeah. the basement, like not like put the lotion in the basket kind of basement, but like <laughs> a finished basement with a TV and a couch. Yeah. yeah I had a finished bed. Ba- I, I slept. My bedroom was in the finished basement with a TV and a couch. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, but also cars. I mean, I did that. I did. Yeah, a, I've I done did, that too. I've done a lot of things. Yeah. So, I mean, there were there were multiple locations. But yes, you're right. Pa- yeah. Sometimes parents were in the building. Yeah. <laughs> Your eyes got so wide when you said that. Um. So. Uh. So then Roland comes in to the kitchen where everybody is, and he's like, he's like, he's having a moment. Roland's yeah. like, oh man. He's like, I was in the lobby and there was this kid being loud and obnoxious. And just as I was opening my mouth to tell him to knock it off, this strange voice came out of me. And suddenly I just realized something. And Rose is like, we have a ventriloquist here at the hotel. <laughs> like, <laughs> super hopeful. And he's like, no, Rose, it's that I sound just like my dad. Yeah. And Roland, and Roland goes, I'm getting old too quickly and I don't know why. And then do you remember what happens here in the episode? Yeah. The fisheye lens. Yes, it was the strangest. I don't under I get why they did it, but it was it was strange. It was weird. So, you know, the fisheye lens, it looks like when you're looking out a peephole, right? Yeah. And and it's it's what's why do they make peepholes so like why don't they make I had this the other day because I some there's a there's a one of my neighbors in my building they fight a lot and sometimes it spills into the hallway and it's very dramatic and um and of course I have to watch and so but the peephole is so small I mean it's like it's it's smaller even than that it's so small and why don't they make like a like a cone shaped peephole where I'm sure they can do this with magnifying glass stuff. I don't know, but where it like is sort of it 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 is larger on the inside as you're looking through it, so you can get like a kind of a lot, and then it goes into a smaller hole at the end, and you can still sort of see what's going on. But you know what I mean? Like it, the peephole shouldn't be that small. I agree that I mean it's in the name; it's a peephole. You're just getting a peep, but yeah, I would. It really is. You got to like squint and like press your face up to the door. It's very but, hard to do. And and with glasses, it's even mm, harder. Yeah. I feel like though, if it was a, like a reverse megaphone, even though you're peering through a larger hole, if it gets small at the end, you're still only seeing what comes out the small hole. Oh, I'm end. okay with seeing what comes out the small hole. I just want the physical hole for me to look through you to, want to be able to put your face in it. I want to be able to have a have a comfortable scope of vision 
in terms of where my eye meets the peephole. What I see on the other end, if that's a small scope, I'm fine with that. Got it. I just want the other end to be a comfortable sort of ratio. I'd like everything to be bigger. I'd like, I'd well, like. So would Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So there's a fish island shot yeah. of Blanche Sophia in Rose. And cause he says he's getting too old. He's getting old too quickly and he doesn't know why. And it's like the three women each have a line where they say it's almost like in Rose's dream in a little romance where everything's very vaudevillian and weird and kind of creepy. Mm. It feels very like twin peaksy where they're yeah. like, I don't know. It's anybody's guess. It's Beats me. And then Sophia's like Tums. Like I get it. He it's yeah. I don't know. It it was just they've and never done this before on it the made show, no so it's very sense. jarring. I mean they, li- jarring. they literally was was like, We bought this for episode two and didn't mm-hmm. use it. We gotta use it before the season. Exactly. Up. Somebody was like, guys, yeah. we got this really cool lens for free from the Kodak people. We, yeah. we told them we'd use it. Yeah. Um, but I will say I did relate to Roland's situation here in that sort of that weird dance I think a lot of people make. I mean, nowadays, I think it's it was different back in the 80s and 90s. But nowadays, there is that sort of like perpetual youth that I think a lot of us experience in our in our 30s, even going into our 40s, especially in like big cities where, you know, a lot of our peers don't have children. I mean, you do, but like a lot of like our peers don't have children or they are still single or they all are and, and they are in their late 30s, early 40s or whatever. And it is it is sort of an adjustment to this idea of like. Okay, yeah, I'm getting older. It's a different phase of my life, and it's a, it's a it's an uncharted phase that there were examples of before. I think, like for from like you know, like all the Golden Girls years, like when when they were having children and everything, it all fit the time frame of when people had children and got married and did the things that the life the major life things that happened. But for Roland, that's not the case, and for us, I think in a lot of situations too, that's also not the case, and it's. And so we kind of are going into, quote unquote, getting older in sort of an uncharted way that we have no examples of. That's it. I'm nodding my head. No, I was just soaking all that in. But, but I, I mean, gonna... you know what I mean? Like, I feel <laughs> yeah. like I feel like there's sort of like I totally know what you mean. If you if you're if you're getting into sort of a certain age and you don't have the things that society says you're supposed to have, like a spouse or a child or a house or a great job with a 401k plan or all of these things well then are you doing things right or are you totally fucked up like it's this it's this uh it's a mind fuck that i think a lot of people can relate to with roland i can relate to it yeah i think like too there you know there comes a day maybe for some of us where you do a thing and you realize like, oh my gosh, I just like said the thing that my mom used to say, or I just did the thing that my mom used to do. Yeah. that I always, I always hated when I was a kid, you know, and yeah. he's definitely having that moment. Um, I actually, I really liked this whole scene where after he says this, everybody sort of talks about like getting older and it kind of, it reminded me of like a classic golden girl scene, like minus the cheesecake, obviously, but mm-hmm. um, you know, Blanche says that she used to be scared of growing older and that menopause scared the crap out of her, which I was like, oh, super fun callback to the end of the curse. Yeah. Um, you know, she said, uh, she goes, um, 
I think, I think this was Blanche's line. It sounds like Blanche's line. I just wrote it down. I had hot flashes faster than a strobe light at a gay disco. Which is very reminiscent of um, uh, as jumpy as a, as a schoolgirl at a prison rodeo. Yes. Yeah. It definitely has like that cadence. Yeah. Um, Which I think was uh, from the end of the curse episode. Oh, it might have been. Because she was she thought she was pregnant, but it turns out she was going No, no. It was one where um no, oh, with the house they, gets, they were they were the phone call, late. the phone call from Rose yeah, was like yes. having yes, got it. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not going to be able to go back to sleep. Yeah. Um so uh so then Sophia is like the change hit me overnight. I went to bed one night young and beautiful. The next morning I woke up and looked like a Barbie doll that was left on a radiator. So funny. So funny. Um, and Rose is like, yeah, you know, it happens to everyone. People grow, people change. And then she suddenly realizes that it's okay for Charlene to grow and change. I hated too. this transition. I hated it. Because oh, it, I loved it. Nah, I wanted a joke or something. I didn't like it felt very it just felt hokey and cheap to me. I wanted I wanted like a strong I wanted Sophia to have a response to it or I wanted like I wanted a transition that was like on the funny side and this wasn't funny to me. Oh, I th- I thought I thought it was a beautiful dovetailing of the two stories in this I episode. I thought it was too, but I thought you could have put a joke in there. Like I thought you could have kept it funny and I don't think they did. Okay, fair enough. Um, so later Rose is at the front desk when Charlene and her boyfriend walk in. Um, did you notice they're wearing raincoats? Yeah. He doesn't have a shirt on. Yeah. Insane. But also <laughs> like not surprising for a college kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, where'd my shirt go? I don't know. I just lost it. Yeah. Um, so Charlene says that she and Rick stayed at another hotel last night. And Rose is like, look, before you tell me about last night, I just want to apologize for not being there for you. Uh, when you came to me for a problem. Um, and she says that she'll accept whatever Charlene has to tell her. And Charlene's like, we didn't sleep together. And Rose is like, you're a good girl. You're a good, <laughs> clean girl, which I didn't love. That. Yeah, I don't love it either. Like, but I mean, it's it's where Rose is this episode. So I'm fine with it. But I didn't love yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't love Rose in this episode. I'm gonna be honest. She yeah. is still very judgy. Um, and it's like, she was like, well, no grandma, it's cause I was so upset with our fight that I didn't really get to decide. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Rose, which again, I think when it comes to giving people advice, sometimes when you just share your own personal experiences, I think that can be really meaningful. Um, and also, you know, not judgy just to be like, well, this is what I did, but Mm -hmm. that's just me. But that's exactly what Rose does in this moment. She says, you know, I waited until I was married and she's like, you know, it doesn't make me any better or anyone else worse. You know, when you know, you know, and she's like, you know, but it's best when you're in love. Um, And Charlene's like, yeah, that's what Blanche told me. Yeah. And Rose is shocked. Oh, but Uh, I love, I love that Charlene gets to the point of a line that every single, as soon as she said it, every single golden girls fan Here's Blanche saying this. Yes, we're going to play the clip because I... (laughs) Blanche told you to wait? Uh Uh-huh. Our Blanche Devereaux (laughs) told you to wait? Yeah, she said that I would know when the time is right. Well, that doesn't sound like Blanche. (laughs) Actually, she said I would know when the many, many times were right. (laughs) The many, many, many times. That sounds like Blanche. <laughs> it was 
I mean, yeah, one of the greatest Blanche Devereaux callbacks on the history of the entire series. I it, couldn't. It really couldn't is, believe it. and you hear it. I mean, like there. To me, it's like it's like one of those memes or pictures where you know someone posts a picture and then they say, "I can hear this picture." Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, that's that line when you hear yeah. the minute, 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 minute. Like, you hear Blanche. Yeah. And that actor, she gave a really she did. great delivery. Yes. Like, you can tell that Rue McClanahan was like, oh, this is how you say it. And she I and wonder, Rue McClanahan did it in the Blanche voice. And then she did it. I, I wonder if they did. Because remember when we spoke to Sean Sheps, who played the first Rebecca on the Golden Girls, and she talked about how Rue McClanahan had Sean come over, and they would work out sort of their story of being mother daughter, and like this whole thing. I like to think that Rue McClanahan had this had Brooke come over to her house and and be like, let's 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 try to work this out so you can be just like me. Many 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 man, no, you, so you gotta perfect. go you gotta go lower. Many 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 many. They did like vocal warm ups. <laughs> mum 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 mum. Um, red leather, yellow so leather, red leather. <laughs> he thrusts his fists against the posts and still insists he sees the ghosts. Did you do that in theater? Red leather, no. yellow leather, red leather, I, yellow yes, leather, red leather, I did, leather, the, I did leather. the red leather. I didn't do the ghost thing, though. I didn't do the ghost thing. What was the other one? Um, uh, uh, what? The, no, there was it. Do not go gentle. No. Um, I forget the other one. There was there's another one, though. I don't know. Yeah, I forget. Peter's out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Rose apologizes um, to Charlene and she was like, and this is what you were talking about earlier, where she's like, you know, I just miss the days when we used to color together and play mm. dolls. And she's like, actually, Grandma, we never played. I just watched you. And I thought that was really funny delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Charlene finally asks, Rose to hang out with her and Rose is over the moon. And... I thought this was going to be the end of the episode, but it was not. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So then I, I, I wrote, Oh my gosh, I forgot about the burrito. Yeah. Um, but then Benson before that Benson comes down, uh, downstairs into the lobby and he's like, Hey, who put that padlock on my door? And Roland is like, I have locked. I've, I've, I know all your buddies up there. I am on to you. I've locked you in until you cough up the extra money. And locked his buddies um, in. He, he's yeah. holding people hostage. Again, I'm like, Roland, I just wrote, this seems wrong. Yes. In all caps in my notes. Um, but once again, like the kids are ahead of Roland always. Yeah. Uh, they're like, they're hanging sheets out the window. and what? But I do love the payoff of this and that. Sophia has been in on it the whole time and she's actually partying with the kids and helping them escape. Like I, that was a good, she's holding the rope for them to Mm -hmm. climb out. Like I, I did. I I love that little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It was very funny. Uh, Yeah. Cause she, the whole time she's been doing this runner that she's just a mean old lady, but she's actually helping them escape, which is funny. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, I totally, I, I I was with you. They hugged and I was like, Oh, that's the end of the episode. And I forgot. I was like, Oh yeah, they still have to build the burrito. Um, so they bring out this 43 foot burrito that runs from the kitchen all the way through the dining room and into the lobby and almost out the door. It looks like, and the camera work on displaying this burrito, I will say I applaud because it was, it was a good display of the burrito. Although it did remind me of that snake from Beetlejuice coming through the house. You know what I mean? Mm, Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was again, 
it was like it it you know it's the end of the season they're like we're gonna have they a ton of extras we're gonna build fuck. a giant burrito i thought the burrito looked really good yeah like, same same i was you know it could have looked like you know a piece of felt but it yeah. didn't like the actual it actually looked like it could have been a burrito the I cheese looked, looked amazing. amazing and sophia lost her watch in the burrito oh my gosh it was so funny um so yeah, they uh, Chewy measures it. It's forty three feet two inches, which is yeah. the new world record. The Guinness people are supposed to be coming by soon to measure it, but then turns out because of all the rain, there's a flood, and they need something quickly to soak up the water. I can't, and I don't think that would work either. Instead, the water would rise on the burrito, and it would fall apart because there's no stability really to a burrito, and all of the contents would just become part of the water that is flooding into wherever it's trying to be blocked from. Yeah, I like how you went all like I know, logistic. but you I went, mean, you you put your carry hat. I on mean, for as, that one. not even just that's not even a carry hat. That is a foodie hat. I understand that the structure of a burrito is not sound. It is not. It's not something like uh, like marshmallows. I feel like if you have a wall of marshmallows, that would probably absorb water and then mm-hmm. expand, you know, mm, but yeah. not a burrito. Yeah, it's no it's no sponge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're like, Chewy, we got to use this to block the water. And he's like, no. Um, but then he finally agrees. He's like, as long as you save me three feet of the burrito. And Blanche is like, why? And he's like, well, before this, the record for the longest burrito was two feet, 10 inches. <laughs> and everybody just starts chanting, kill Chewy, and they chase him outside. Um, and so that the, ta- yeah. the tag of this episode just goes back to the kids. I do like the bit of, you know, them being in a trench coat and like on each other's shoulders. Like they're really- I mean, they were literally doing like Muppet babies yes, or little yes, rascals, yeah. two kids in a trench coat. They did two kids in a trench coat. Yeah. Um, insane. Insane. Yeah. Not a bad um, episode, not a great episode. A you know this series is coming to an end episode, so let's just get crazy. And I kind of I kind of dig that vibe. Yeah, there were some there were some really funny moments in this episode. You know, we were we playing a lot of clips. Um yeah, it was like it was fine. It wasn't the best, it wasn't the worst. Like yeah. it was It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Should we do a golden takeaway? Yeah, let's take a quick one and do a golden takeaway. We are back with our golden takeaway, which is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Carrie, what's your golden takeaway from this episode? You know... I feel like my golden takeaway is if you're hanging out with your friends and you're bored and looking for something fun to do, try to break a Guinness world record. However, heed the words that we have spoken on this podcast. Don't go the route that I became witness to, which is to just like stack some tortillas. Mm, Yeah. Do some, do something that when someone goes on that Guinness World website and they're they they click the you know the hottest because there is I went to the Guinness World web- website there's like a popular section like oh yeah. the most popular world records you want to be on that page mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. really think about what you want to do mm-hmm. don't say like oh we're gonna 
we're going to line up the most bottles of hand sanitizer on a major freeway. Yeah. No breakdown lane. That's, I was literally looking around my place and I saw a bottle of hand sanitizer. I just came up with that and it sounds real dumb. Yeah. So if you're going to do one, maybe just come up with something that's like interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I fully. That's my takeaway. I'm fully on board with that golden takeaway. My golden takeaway from this episode is I want to embrace the spirit because I sometimes I can be a joy kill. I think sometimes in that, like, I'm very quick to be like, I won't do that. I'm not going to do that. That's not for me, which is like my truth. And I'm just being honest. But I want to embrace the Blanche energy in this episode and lean into the fun, lean into the moment, say yes to the moment. You know what I mean? And she is very much that she's she's just like, this is what we're in. I'm going to put I'm going to fit in how I fit into this situation and I'm going to have a good old time. She did that with the kids on college spring break. And I feel like that's a good lesson that I can probably apply to my life more often when I'm in a situation that is different or foreign to me. Maybe I should just embrace it and go with it and see where it takes me. That's a beautiful golden takeaway. Yeah, I think so. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. Um, Everyone, this has been the Sex, Lies, and Tortillas episode of the Golden Palace of Out on the Lanai. I really got to go to bed. Yeah, you do. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. So, hey, everyone, next week, we will be watching the finale of The Golden Palace, both the season oh one finale God. and the series finale, which is called The Chicken and the Egg. But fear not, everyone, because even though this is the end of the road for The Golden Palace, this is not the end of the road for Out on the Lanai. No, not by so the least. Not in the least. Yeah. So we will we will be continuing um, to have regular podcast episodes and you're like, wait, what, what are they going to do? Are they going to cover a new show? Are they going to talk about the golden girls in some other way? What, what's happening? I know all those yeah. questions are buzzing through your minds right now. And guess what? We're going to tell you about it, but we're not going to tell you about it today. No, we're not going to tell you about it today, but it's very exciting. We have all kinds of fun things planned. So you guys are just going to have to like sit tight and well, maybe get yourself a burrito and enjoy that while you wait for our wonderful announcement of what's to come for Out on the Lanai. In the meantime, make sure that you follow Hoo-Ha-Ha and go listen to all the podcasts that Hoo-Ha-Ha is putting out and all the great videos too that Hoo-Ha-Ha is doing. Just go to Hoo-Ha-Ha and check them out. You can also follow us on social media at Golden Girls Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, we're at Out on the Lanai Official. On Facebook, we're Golden Girls Pod. And I am H. Allen Scott and Sadie Pines on everything. And if you go to my 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 Instagram right now, you can see a performance I did at the recent show that I mentioned on the last episode of Out on the Lanai. It was a it was a abortion inspired number where I kindly said fuck you to the Supreme Court for, for, and that is my personal opinion and belief, but I, um, that was the performance. Mine too. So if you can go to, if, if, if you are so inclined, you can go and you can watch that performance there. It was, I, it was very good. If I do say so myself, we should also clarify just fuck most of the Supreme court. Oh yeah. I mean, it was because of the decision of Roe v. Wade. That's why. And I, I, and I firmly believe that people have a right to choose and abortion is healthcare. Um, but that is my opinion. And I'm just saying that. And mine as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also agree that people should go to your social media pages because you had a look that was absolutely gorgeous mm. and I loved it and um, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. 
Um, I am Squizzy on Instagram and Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. No fun photos. I guess pictures, <laughs> of, my, pictures of my baby. Which is so um, fun. Yes, which is so fun. Um, uh, yeah. And if you have a moment and if any of you guys want to rate and review the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, that would be amazing. We would really appreciate it. Um, and thank you all so, so much for listening today. And oh boy, I can't believe it's the finale next week. It's I know be wild. this went so fast, but you know what I will say, because we did come out of our sort of semi retirement post our Golden Girls recap episodes to do this when Golden Palace came on Hulu. We were so excited. We had, of course, we had to do it. And I think in a lot of ways, even though the Golden Palace was is sometimes sort of a blip on, on you know, the Golden Girls fans' radar because people either love it or hate it, I do think for us, in a lot of ways, the Golden Palace has inspired us to look into new ways and new things that we can do without on the lanai. And it's inspired us to get back in touch with, I think, the, you know, you guys listening and how much we enjoy connecting with you and, and doing this podcast. So I think in a weird way, the Golden Palace is sort of a a, a a nice little savior for us, a nice little moment for us to be like, oh, yeah, this is very golden. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely put us back on a nice like schedule and routine again, which yeah. we hadn't had for a while. So I'm really excited uh, to announce to everyone what's going to be coming after the finale. Yeah. But that's not for today. No. So today... No. In the meantime, guys, remember, as always, stay, <laughs> stay golden. golden. We'll get back into a normal routine with that real soon. We promise. Yes. <laughs>